what is up everyone welcome to the great art fantasy football podcast for wednesday december 9th 2020 and i'm chip i'm your host and thank you so much for listening today if you're a new listener thank you so much for joining us as well if you'd like to share our podcast you can find us over on apple and google podcast spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, and amazon music if you'd like to watch us you can watch us over on youtube at Gridiron Fantasy Football, so please do me a favor, hit subscribe, hit the bell, so you don't miss any more episodes. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about all of the top waiver wire pickups for week 14, and look, this is it. Fantasy Playoffs is here. It's a one-and-done scenario now. You have to put the best lineup you can for each week of the playoffs, and now some of these names may be redundant but these are people that you can try to play and pivot to just in case you're still dealing with injuries you never know when COVID stuff could happen but before I get into that list let's recap some of, some of the moments of the Tuesday night football game you know we had the Cowboys and Ravens finish out week 13 and the Ravens took this game 34 to 17 now Everyone was wondering when Lamar Jackson is going to look like Lamar Jackson of last year. And I think we finally had a glimpse of that um, on Tuesday night. You know, he had he had a pretty good game. You know, passing-wise, he only had over 100 yards, but he had two touchdowns throwing. He had another touchdown on the ground. So a good, fancy game from Lamar Jackson. And honestly, he has one of the favorable playoff matchups going forward. So I think if you're a Lamar Jackson owner, you are pretty excited about that. Now going to the Cowboys, Andy Dalton, not a bad game from him. You know, the Ravens defense is a, is a pretty, you know, stout defense. So, but he he threw for 285 yards, had two touchdowns. Now he did have an interception, but not a bad game against a good defense. When it comes to rushing the ball, Zeke, you know, he had 18 carries for 77 yards. Pretty, pretty mediocre game from him. He hasn't really had a really good game since Dak Prescott has um, gone out with the injury, but you know, it's one of those things, it's a down season for Zeke. I think that uh, there's this offensive line is struggling. So that obviously, you know, doesn't benefit Ezekiel Elliott. You know, he's having some issues with, you know, just running the ball and just being that elite running back that we know he is. But um, it's just an off year for him. But on Baltimore side of the ball, they continue to do what they do. You know, they they distribute the ball between J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Mark Ingram. Now, Gus Edwards, now he led with 101 yards, but J.K. Dobbins was the one who got the touchdown. He had 71 yards as well, but Lamar Jackson still had the 13 carries. So, you know, this is this is a rush first offense. They're going to they're going to cycle through those running backs and they're all effective, uh, but it all depends on who's going to get that touchdown and whatnot. But, uh, you know, if you're a J.K. Dobbins owner and you played him, like I've said in the last couple podcasts, I like J.K. Dobbins over everyone else. Um, I think he has a better opportunity to have um, a touchdown and all that. So uh, overall, good fancy out, you know, outing for J.K. Dobbins. Um, when it comes to the wide receivers, you know, Marquise Brown, he's actually kind of woken up a little bit. I mean, he had, you know, five catches for 39 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. So that's good. You know, a lot of people had dropped Marquise Brown. So now a lot of people had, you know, are trying to pick him up off the waiver wire. And hopefully this is something that continues on through the fantasy playoffs. I mean, he's a very fast receiver. And that one throw that he had, that Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown for that touchdown was a dime of a throw. So you just saw the arm talent from Lamar Jackson on that pass to Marquise Brown. So that's encouraging to see Marquise Brown, you know, kind of finally getting those targets and getting some production. 
Um, on the Cowboys side of the ball, Michael Gallup, he led the team with 11 targets. He was 7 for 86 and a touchdown. He has CeeDee Lamb. He was 6 for 46 on 9 targets. And Amari Cooper was 5 for 43 on, on, and one touchdown on 9 targets. Then Dalton Schultz was 4 for 44, you know, on 4 targets. So, you know, this is this is something as well with Andy Dalton. He, this is now, when Andy Dalton first came into the starting lineup, Michael Gallup was a guy that he was targeting a lot. And then it kind of faded away. And then this game came back to Michael Gallup getting 11 targets. So I'm not saying that's going to be the con- continuation of what's going to happen throughout the weeks. But it looks like he is a, he likes Michael, Andy Dalton likes throwing to Michael Gallup. And I think, the, you know, it's one of those things where can you trust that going forward if you need a receiver in the fantasy playoffs? I'm probably not going to bet on that. But it's still something to monitor just in case you are on a bye week right now and maybe you lose a receiver. Maybe Michael Gallup is there. But I think that this is uh, just one of those games where, you know, the Cowboys play Cincinnati in week 14. So it may be a pivot. It may be a boom bust type of situation if you play Michael Gallup. But with that being said, uh, let's move on to some of the news that went on on Tuesday. Now, there's only really one big story out of this whole entire, you know, scope of news, and that's Jalen Hurts. The Philadelphia Eagles finally came out and declared Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback in week 14. So now the Eagles are going to bench Carson Wentz, and it sucks. It sucks for a guy who, you know, has been, he's had his ups and downs. He definitely has injuries. Now, obviously, the year that he won the Super Bowl, they got, he got them to a certain point where, um, he was playing at an MVP level. They were just just continuing to to win games, and then he gets hurt, and then Nick Foles comes in and, and takes him to a Super Bowl. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things where I feel like Carson Wentz, he's still a talented quarterback. The offensive line is just not as good as he pre- previously had. But what do the Eagles do now? Do they, they have a lot of dead cap in, in Carson Wentz's contract? I mean... Jalen Hurts, he is definitely going to bring a different dynamic to the Eagles offense because of his playmaking ability, and he's a dual threat, um, just like Carson Wentz is, but I just think Jalen Hurts is, is a little more you know, athletic, so uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see how Jalen Hurts goes forward with the uh, the Eagles, I mean, but it's it's going to be an interesting, interesting situation when the season ends and what the Eagles decide to do with Carson Wentz, but as of right now, it's a Jalen Hurts show, so hopefully that gives a little bump up to the offense, to all the pass catchers, hopefully the Miles Sanders, because Miles Sanders continues to have a drop in, in, in snap counts and in workload, and that's concerning if you're you're relying on Miles Sanders to help you in your fantasy playoffs. But um, the next piece of news is pretty small, but Chris Godwin, he underwent a procedure to have his pins removed from his broken finger, so... He's been playing with, you know, pins in his finger. He's been dealing with, you know, playing with a splint. So he's not going to, he shouldn't miss any games because of it. But it's now nice to know that he's having his 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 hardware removed. So um, with that being the case, let's go ahead and jump into all my top waiver wire pickups for week 14. You know, this is, this is an exciting time. If you're a fancy, a fancy football owner, you know, you have to, hopefully you have a bye week. Hopefully you're one of those, you know, fancy footballers are able to, have a bye week and just chill back and wait um, to see who your opponent is for week 15. But there's a lot of people out there who are who just clawed their way into the playoffs. And now they're going to try to, um, you know, be the underdog. They have to be the Cinderella story. But, you know, it's uh, it's been fun. You know, I, I mentioned my league once in a while 
on the podcast. And I honestly am very surprised that this happened. But in my main league that I reference on the show a lot, I finally secured a 13-0 season. Um, I know that people can always win championships. They can always win, always win divisions. You play divisions in your fantasy football league. But I think it's very rare for somebody to go 13-0 and in fantasy football. I mean, you have to have so many things go your way. And I had some very close games throughout the season. And for some reason, it was just luck was on my side where I've gone 13-0. and And I mean, you can't get any better than that. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and I play with a group of great fantasy footballers too. Like these are not guys that are just people who barely know players' names. We all do our research. We all know football. We all know stats. And for me to come up, come out like that, I mean, I definitely would love to win the championship in my league. But going 13-0, that's always going to be a record that can never be broken in our league. And it's been around for 17 years. So um, very cool story. You know, so with that being the case, let's go ahead and go into some of the waiver wire pickups for week 14. And I'm going to start off with the quarterback position. Now, I'm going to start off with Jalen Hurts because, you know, he's a guy that obviously it's only if he you're trying to if you're in a two quarterback league and you have to replace Carson Wentz, you know, Jalen Hurts has to be your top priority because if you're in a two quarterback league and you just lost Carson Wentz due to benching, you have to grab this guy. Hopefully you have fab. Um, sometimes this, you know, this part of the season, you're not going to have a lot of fab left over. And most of your, your league mates probably already spent all their fab. So maybe you're able to get Jalen Hurts for pretty much nothing. But this is most important to the people who are in two quarterback leagues and, and are the Carson Wentz owner. Um, you need to have that, that, that second quarterback to even make a chance to play, you know, for a championship in your fantasy league. So, you know, Jalen Hurts, he's not, he's not owned in many leagues. I mean, he, I think he's like just under 2% owned, but He's one of my guys that I think that has some pretty interesting upside, you know, just because of his ability in a sense of like being able to rush the, you know, rush the ball and also pass. But we don't, we don't have a very big sample size. Who knows? He could start, you know, on Sunday and be a complete mess. I mean, so very interesting, but I think he's a good waiver wire pickup. And then my second quarterback on the list is Mitch Trubisky. I know it's always ugly. You should never watch Mitch Trubisky's games. You just wait and see what fancy points you get from him because he's a guy that is not, you know, he, I never want to say, I mean, if you're in the NFL, you're a talented player, but just a guy that you can't really rely on enough to think that you're going to get consistent play out of him, you know, because the, you know, in week 12, he came out and had close to 30 points. And then he comes out this week and has 16 on a very favorable matchup. But, that being said, I mean, he is 17% owned. In the next three games, he has Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. So if you're looking for a streamer and some upside, I think the way the Chicago Bears play offense, I think that there could be a lot of garbage time. So I think that Mitch Trubisky is a player that you can hopefully stream, and he may be able to win you a championship based on the schedule he has remaining. But he's my second quarterback on the list. And then my third quarterback is Baker Mayfield. Now he's 20% owned. Baker Mayfield has been on fire the last couple of weeks. I mean, for him to throw for four touchdowns in the first half and do what he did on Sunday makes me excited about what he can do the rest of the season. Now, in week 14, he does play Baltimore, so that is a very tough matchup. But, you know, it is, uh, you know, I had benched Baker Mayfield in my main league. Uh, we're in a two-quarterback league, and I had benched him for Mitch Trubisky, and it looked really bad for me 
when the when the early games went on on Sunday, and I was getting so frustrated. But you know, I, I was still able to secure the win. But you, you know, you know, Mitch, uh, Baker Mayfield goes from having three games in a row where he had single digit fancy points, and then last week had over twenty, and this week he had close to forty. So. It is one of those things where I think Baker Mayfield is finally starting to hit that groove, and I think that he could be a definitely a good streamer going forward. Maybe not in week fourteen or in week fourteen, but he does get the New York Jets and New York Giants in fifteen and week sixteen. So just something to think about. And then my last quarterback on the list is Andy Dalton. Now he's five percent owned, and like I said on Tuesday night, he had two hundred eighty-five yards and two touchdowns. He does play Cincinnati in week fourteen. Now, I do believe in revenge games. I do think that because of how bad the Cincinnati Bengals defense is, I do think that with the talent that the Cowboys do have, I think Andy Dalton could be a very good streamer for week 14 right now. I don't think that you need to think about anything other than week 14. So if you're looking for a a streamer, he may be a guy that could give you some good production. And then moving on to the running back position. Uh, my my own, I only have two guys on this list, and these two guys are only based on if there's uh, continuations of injuries to these the starters of this team these teams. And the first running back is Ty Johnson. Now he's pretty much owned everywhere. You know Frank Gore left the game Sunday um, due to an injury. It looks like he had a concussion. Um, so Ty Johnson came in and was a replacement. Now obviously, if Frank Gore can't clear the concussion protocol before the game on Sunday, you know this makes Ty Johnson an appealing you know flex type of, of player. He did have over a hundred yards on Sunday. However, do you you go back, do you want to trust Adam Gase? Do you want to trust the Jets offense? You know, that's something that you have to think about. You know, Ty Johnson, I'm a little bitter towards Ty Johnson because I had picked him up when Kerryon Johnson went out last year on the Detroit Lions. And then I played Ty Johnson and he got me pretty much no production. So um I'm not somebody who's gonna be trying to grab Ty Johnson in my own leagues. But if you are a guy who needs volume and needs, um, you know, a boom bust type of player, I do understand that if Frank Gore is out. Um, and then my second running back is Adrian Peterson. <clears throat> now he's 42% owned. We still don't know what's going on with DeAndre Swift. We have no idea if he's going to be active for week 14. However, if he's still inactive, you know, honestly, you know, Peterson could provide some good numbers, you know, against the Packers on in week 14. Because now you, th- you talk about, Adrian Peterson in the last two weeks has been a top 10 running back. You know, he's had two touchdowns in the last two games, and now he plays a Green Bay Packers defense that is very bad against the run. So could be a good flex play this this week if DeAndre Swift is out. So I think uh, that's something to look, you know, look at just in case you need the run back help. But those are my two running backs for week 14. Now looking at my wide receivers, I got a few on this list. And my first wide receiver is Kiki QT. You know, had a good game on Sunday. Now he's 20% owned. His stat line on Sunday, he was 8 for 141 on 9 targets. Now, the only thing about Kiki QT is that they do have the 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 Texas do have a tough matchup coming up. They do play Chicago and then they play the Colts again. So they just played the Colts last this past Sunday and Q, you know Kiki QT had a good game. Now now you have to play Chicago, then you go back and play the Colts. So that's the only thing about him is that obviously you want somebody who gets a good target share. However, how does that translate to the defense that they have to go up in the next two weeks? So I think it's a definitely a good add. Just just have those expectations altered just a little bit. And now my second wide receiver is T.Y. Hilton. 
Now he is 46% owned. So this is a guy that is a very hard reality for everyone who is, I mean, T.Y. Holden is a very talented receiver. We saw what he did with Andrew Luck. And then you see kind of what's going on right now this season. He's been pretty much a a bench player or something like that. He was even on your waiver wire until this past week. But look, he's finally shown some life to um, the 2020 season. Now, on Sunday, he was 8 for 110 on a t- in a touchdown on 11 targets. I mean, he's had a touchdown in the last two games. He does get Las Vegas and Houston. So this may be a guy that could lead you to a fancy championship based on the fact like it looks like he's finally coming around. Hopefully the consistency he's had in the last two games translates against the, the Raiders and then against the Texans again. But I think T.Y. Houghton is a very good pickup. And then my third wide receiver is Tim Patrick. Now he's 19% owned. He had another good game. He had four catches for 44 yards and two touchdowns. However, he doesn't have the best playoff schedule. It is a very tough, you know, next slate of games, but he's been the most consistent one since Cortland Sutton has been out. So I think that Tim Patrick, he's been a guy that I've mentioned, you know, on and off in the waiver wire shows throughout the year. But I do think that he's a guy that you could, you know, get some production from um, if you need it. And then my next two wide receivers, they're on the Jets offense. It's Rashad Perriman and Denzel Mims. Now, they didn't have very good games the you know this past weekend, but they are two guys that you could get targeted a lot. I do think that based on their speed and their physicality, I do think that they could be decent plays, but it's still hard for me to trust any type of New York Jet player. So I think there's guys that you could have on your radar, but not some guys I'm I'm want to go out there and want to plug in and try to win a fancy playoff game. So just guys to just to have on your radar. And my last wide receiver is Gabriel Davis. Now He's scored in the last two weeks. You know, Cole Beasley and and uh, Gabriel Davis are both benefiting with John Brown being injured. Now, we don't know when he's going to come back. However, I do think that it's all about high-risk, high-reward. You're in the fancy playoffs. There's no there, If you don't win, there's no Week 15. So you have to put the best lineup you can. And now if you're in deeper leagues, I think Gabriel Davis is a good fit, but... I think if you're in the smaller leagues, like in 10 or 12 team leagues, I don't think he's a guy that you would play, but um, it's all about matchups. You know, just because he may be a guy who's ranked pretty low, does it mean that he doesn't have a good matchup where he can do some some damage? So just a guy to, to, to put on your list as well. Now, moving on to the tight end position. My first tight end is Jordan Reed. Now he's owned in 20, 21% of leagues. Now he had a very good Monday night football game. He had 12.2 PPR points. So... This is obviously not George Kittle production, but at least, you know, tight end has been so awful this year. If you don't have some of the top guys, you have to find a ways to have some upside. And Jordan Reed will continue to have that. He continue gets the target share. So the next three games he has, he has Washington, Dallas, and Arizona, all decent matchups. So that could be your that could be your 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 tight end that you could play in the fantasy playoffs because of the of the target share and just kind of how he's um going to get that production based on being the, the George with George Kittle being out. Now there are some rumors that George Kittle could come back. So that will obviously, you know, obviously alter Jordan Reed's, you know, status. But as of right now, Kittle's still on IR. So Jordan Reed seems, it, it seems to be a continue to be a good option for, for you at tight end. And my second tight end is Dalton Schultz. Now he's 25% owned. Like I said, he, he had four catches for 44 yards on, on Tuesday night football. 
But and the good thing about this, he hasn't seen less than four targets. Like he's only seen less than four targets once the whole entire season. So regardless if it was Dak Prescott or Andy Andy Dalton, you know, he's getting the targets. He's getting the looks. So now what he does with that is is there are these these quality targets. Does he get any yardage out of it? That's all yet to be determined. But he is getting a steady amount of targets, which is good. Now he does play Cincinnati in week 14, so there's a good streamer option, there's a good matchup. So I think Dalton Schultz could be played in week 14. And then going on to Tennessee, Anthony Fisk, you know, Fisker. So we don't know right now, we don't know John U. Smith's status. We don't know exactly if he will be available on Sunday when the Titans play. But if, if not, I think this is a good pivot. Now he's only, you know, seven percent owned. So if he continues to miss time, I think like this could, like I said, this could be a good pivot. On Sunday, he had five catches for 50, uh, 51 yards on seven targets. You know, he's had some, when Jonu Smith has has missed some time, you know, Frisker has had some, you know, a decent game, you know, here and there. So I think that if you're desperate, he could be a guy that you can grab and play. Then my last tight end is Logan Thomas. Now he's 30, 30% owned, had a great game, you know, this past game against the Steelers. He was nine for 98 and a touchdown on nine targets. Now, he does play the 49ers uh, coming up next. So, obviously, a tough matchup, tough defense. You know, as Richard Sherman has come back, you know, this 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 uh, 49ers defense has gotten a little bit better. I know they just had a bad game, but I do think that, uh, you know, Logan Thomas could, you know, be a, a decent streamer for Week 14 as well. So, that is all of my top wave wire pickups for Week 14 you know, to try to get you that fancy win. Now, leave a comment below if you have any other questions about some other players. You know, the waiver wire, you know, the since we had a Tuesday night football game, the waivers won't go, go through until Thursday, which is crazy because we do have a Thursday night football game. So on Thursday night, we got the we got the Patriots versus the Rams. So uh, that is going to be interesting to see if anybody that you are picking up are going to be available for you when week 14 starts. But you know, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Now, like I said, on the next episode, I'll be previewing the week 14 matchup against the, the Patriots and the Ra- and the Rams for our Thursday night football game. So if you don't want to miss that episode, please hit subscribe. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us over on Twitter and Facebook at the Great Iron Pod. You can find us over on Instagram at Great Iron Fantasy Football. So that's it for today. Good luck with all your wave wire pickups, and we'll see you on Thursday.